0: My name is Ashley, and this is Let's Talk Dispatch. I do. <laughs> You're going to do it. Do it really well. And I believe the world needs more dispatchers. Years and I'm not working Fourth of July. Fourth of July is <laughs> hey, right? What about community
1: dispatch?
0: So, on this show, with the help of my guests, we will educate, empower, and support the heroes behind the headset. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode here at Let's Talk Dispatch with me, the raspy Dispatcher. My guest today is the creator of a nonprofit um, that is focused on women in public safety who want to learn from one another and aspire one another. You know, she believes that when women in 911 find their voice, they find their power. So I'm bringing you my guest today, Sarah Weston, the 911 Wonder Woman herself. Hi, Sarah. Hi, hi, how's it going? It's going well. You know, it's so funny when I meet with folks who um, who I see all the time and interact with all the time on the social medias, and then it's like, half the time, we really don't have a, a personal relationship in the real or virtual world past our DMs. So it's always really interesting. Like, I feel like I know you, but I don't know you, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is a thing now. Mm-hmm. I think um, coming out of COVID, when we were all, you know, all, there were no conferences, there was no like getting out. Mm-hmm. And the interaction on social media was was picking up. That's kind of when the 911 Wonder Woman Facebook group exploded. And everyone felt like they knew each other from it. And like the first time we were back at a conference, like seeing all these people that I've never met before, but were like my really good friends, and, like seeing everyone hug <laughs> each other. it was just like very strange. It was oh my like, gosh. a whole new thing, which, you know, continues, which is awesome. You know, we can find our people easier. No, it, it's, it's
0: so true. And I remember talking, um, with some folks who've been in in the nine one one world for a long period of time, and earlier in their career, they'd be like, "There was just no one I could connect with who gets it." Right? Like, there's no way to access people. Now we just pop up in our phone, our tablet, our laptop, you know, and we can access worlds where people understand and get it in spaces like your your Facebook page, your Instagram page. Like, they are all folks who
1: understand the world of nine one one. Yes. Yes, that is so funny that you said that because that is the exact reason I started 9-1 Wonder Woman, like that mm-hmm. exact thing to connect people mm-hmm. who felt mm-hmm. alone or, you know, like they were just, everyone's in their little centers. Most centers are small, right? Everyone's yeah. in their little centers and with the same people every day and um, encountering these situations where they're like, I don't know what to do. And not knowing that there's places all around the country that are encountering the same thing and mm-hmm. have a way to help and assist. And, um, you know, this was, this was like 2019. And there weren't a ton of Facebook groups back then. It's kind of hard mm-hmm. to imagine. I think COVID um, kind of paved the way for for that a little bit more as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's exactly, you know, I wanted the awesome people that I knew to meet each other. So that's awesome. So well, how, how did you get into the
0: public safety realm? Like, what's your story with what 911 Wonder Woman? How did this all come about
1: for you? So my story starts back in college. Actually, um, I was an IT major. Hmm. And this was back in the early 2000s. Stopped doing that math. <laughs> you never do with numbers. So <laughs> <laughs> um, this was back in the early two thousands, and I graduated in two thousand five. Mm-hmm. So being one of maybe six or seven women in my entire major, and I went to a big school. I went to Penn State. It was a huge, wow. huge university, yeah. and it was just um, that was kind of my first instance of why am I (laughs) one of so few women? And why am I being treated like the girl Mm. in all of my um, working groups? And you know, why are they telling me to take the notes? And you know, why am I not doing the programming? It was just um, like, slowly, but surely, I was like, Oh, I don't think I belong here. Mm. So (laughs) um, when I grabbed, it's so funny, I have this book, I got it out. Um, When I graduated college, my professor gave all the women this book. (laughs) (laughs) Nice girls don't get the corner office. One oh one. Okay, okay. The job market I was graduating into. They're they're like, "This is an appropriate gift." This is (laughs) where. Yeah, like it's so funny. Like the stuff that's in here is. Crazy, and this book was actually um, copyrighted in in 2004. So this was, Mm. this is from this century. Yeah. And just, like, things, like, things to watch out for. Um, It's so funny, like, um, avoiding office politics, holding your tongue, failing to capitalize on relationships, viewing men in authority as father figures. Like, (laughs) it's like uh, on and on and on. Um, Oh, my gosh. Ways that we sabotage ourselves, Uh just just very, very interesting. And back then, I didn't get it. I was like, this isn't the 60s. It's fine. -hmm. fine. So my first job was with a public safety technology consulting firm. Okay. Okay. So my job um, at first was doing, like, radio propagation studies and, like, microwave link analysis for, like, public safety communications. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, the only woman, the only young, one of, like, three young people, you know, out of college, because it's a consulting yeah. firm, right? So I just really struggled mm-hmm. a lot. Like, I didn't understand how to dress, how to talk, how, what not to say, like, you know, me, I'm out there and I'm like, hi guys. (laughs) And you know, people didn't want that. People wanted to just sit in their cubicles and get their work done and go home. Yeah. (laughs) So I didn't, even though like, I really liked the job and I loved everything. I just, I, I couldn't, I saw people getting promoted, you know, before me, I was getting, told certain things because I was a woman and I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what, this is it. Like, this is how women get treated and I'm a woman and this is how it's going to be. And I either stay here and stick with it or I move on to something else. Mm -hmm. Like any other profession doesn't. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, so eventually, I got moved into the Next Gen nine one one group. Okay, so mm-hmm. like the very very early days of Next Gen, and I got to go into nine one one centers. Like finally, I got to like leave the office and go into nine one one centers. And lo and behold, women, were there. <laughs> women in nine one one cotton? No, <laughs> yes, I got to meet strong, smart. Leaders who mm-hmm. were women and were willing to sit down with me and have lunch with me and and talk to me and help teach me mm-hmm. and you know not judge me if you know I'm young and I'm still learning mm-hmm. you know along with everyone else because when you're in a consulting role everyone thinks you know exactly what you're talking about right, right. yeah for <laughs> <I'm> sure yeah <laughs> you know everyone has something to learn everyone. Mm-hmm. everyone has. So um, that's, that was kind of a turning point for me is getting out of the office, getting Mm -hmm. out of my space and meeting people who could mentor me um, professionally and personally and um, technology wise. It was just like this aha moment for me Mm -hmm. Uh, that, and we hired another young woman Finally, who I could relate to and um, work with and she her name was Wendy she became my my very very best friend. We did everything together and she was a she was a very strong um, female force you know mm-hmm. she was always the one to say Sarah, no it's not." <laughs> tap your ass when they walk by you like that's not cool yeah no (laughs) no, thank you (laughs) tell you that you know you look really hot in that shirt in the office like oh okay like Like, just things that I just was like you know I have to deal with this because I am who I am so that was my experience very, very early on. And then, you know, when Wendy came around and I started meeting more and more women leaders, it just occurred to me that it doesn't have to be this hard. Mm -hmm. I didn't want people to struggle like I did. It just, it kind of became my thing. Like the thing that I was here to help because Mm -hmm. I was now in a position like 10 or 12 years into my career where I was I felt safe enough in what I was doing that I could take this on, mm-hmm. I could help other people. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't really know how to do that, right? I was like, well, what do we do? You know I felt very small. Wendy was mm-hmm. working on this with me. Like we're two people. What do we do? Mm-hmm. So um, we talked to Nina and Nina invited us to come and do a session at the National Conference. Mm-hmm. It was called Empowering the Wonder Woman of 911. Mm. And you know, we we're working on this and we, and we were like, well, why don't we start this Facebook group and we can invite all of the awesome women in 911 leaders that we know through being a consultant and traveling the country and mm-hmm. all of the incredible dispatchers that we know that we've met from traveling the country, mm-hmm. we can all be in the space together and let's see what happens. So this was in 2019, um, we were going to launch the Facebook group at the conference. And then unfortunately, um, Wendy got cancer and she Mm -hmm. passed away in April before Mm -hmm. we were going to present in June. So this was two months, (laughs) right? And, um, I think what happened, like, at first, I was like, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I can imagine. Like, it's too deep. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I. You know, at first, I was like, I didn't want anything to do with 911 anymore, because I just, I didn't want to do it without her. Yeah. Especially this, because I felt like she was the feminist, and she taught me everything I knew, and she lifted me up, so, like, I couldn't do it without her. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I got... The feeling that I was supposed to carry on her legacy and, mm-hmm. and you know, no one was going to learn from her ever again. Right. So I needed mm-hmm. to keep going. Yeah. So long story short, launched the Facebook group. Um, it just exploded. We had a thousand women in one week. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. And then I started panicking. <laughs> right, you're like, Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Stop looking at it. Stop looking at it. It's not ready. It's not ready. Yeah. And that's such a lesson. Like, do it before you're ready. Yes, yes. Do the thing. Do the do thing. The for sure. thing. Yeah. You will learn. Mark, <laughs> yeah, <the truth. laughs> you can do this. And, you know, it wasn't perfect. It, I was bad at it at first. I still have a ton to learn. But... You know, I just at some point I just had to be like, who cares? Who cares if it's bad? I started doing live if you like if you were to go back into the Facebook group and look at my first live videos. Oh my like, gosh. Um so I'm Vera, and I'm here <laughs> to tell you and like <laughs> See that's
0: funny because that's uh, someone I interviewed with yesterday I was telling them they're like you did such a great job like getting us through the interview I'm like girl have you seen my first one <laughs> I would imagine like going back to my first one that I it's like to now I mean you just kind of learn like as you go and as you fumble through it and you then you just kind of stop caring about the the when you mess up stuff you know like it's okay I get it right most of the time you know <laughs> <laughs> you have to be bad at something to be good at something. True, have you? So you have true. to start somewhere. So so true, and yeah. you have to be bad at something in front of people to inspire them to be bad at something, and then eventually we're all going to be really good at it. You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so true. It's so true. You have to have the courage to like step out there and take that leap of faith and believe in yourself. It's hard. I think, especially as women, it's hard to believe in ourselves. I just—that's yeah. the way kind of we're brought up, and you know, we have a place that we're supposed to be. And yeah. like, you ever tell men they're supposed to be in any place? Like, it's, it's wild. wild. Women in yeah. is like a thing.
0: <laughs> and
1: it's funny because, like, I have a my fiance
0: has a friend who's an architect, and she was telling me about her experience at, at a big school. Um, And this architect program where um, she was basically going to school for architect and the professor was like, you can't take the class and sent her an email like you can't take the class because they didn't want girls in the class. And like she showed up on the class day, and they made like this big scene in the class. like I emailed you that you shouldn't be here and this, and this and that. and she, and she was like, "I have the approval that I'm qualified to be in this class." And they were just like, "No, raise your hand if you don't want girls in the class." Yeah. I'm like like this whole thing and I am like fuming inside and she's like graduated, got her degree, uh, building skyscrapers, you know, like doing the thing. Like, and I'm just like, we need to go back to college, sit in this club. We need to go enroll. We need to re-enroll, take a <laughs> class, you know, like I like can still, and like, she's a recent grad They're, They probably graduated, but that was her undergrad. So in the, within the last seven eight years oh my and I mean, that's God. still a thing in these fields IT architect things that are predominantly I mean not law enforcement public safety it's all a predominantly male um ran business and mm-hmm. this is just a it's a reality you know it's a reality that we as women in these places with loud voices and big personalities um
1: are aware, still happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't aware that it yeah. still happens. Mm-hmm. Which is another reason why I felt like this organization really caught on fire. Mm-hmm. Because we don't tell those stories, right? We don't usually go out and be like, Oh, I went to a business meeting and there were no chairs available, so the gentleman offered me his lap, which has happened to me. Oh my! Uh, God. In front of everybody, and and you know the the at the time, everyone's laughing. You know, I probably kind of laughed it off. I just said no and walked away. Yeah. That's all that I could like come out of my mouth at the time. But it really like. Eats at you. Yeah. Why didn't I say something? (laughs) And like it just like subconsciously, even maybe like just takes a little chip out of your confidence every time something like that happens. Mm -hmm. Like you're Mm -hmm. told you can't be in a class. (laughs) Wild. Where everyone's learning. (laughs) Like you know.
0: Before we continue, we wanted to take a moment to thank our partners at Prepared. You can learn more about the awesome support and technology Prepared provides to first responders by heading to prepared911.com. Partners like Prepared help to continue our mission of supporting, empowering, and educating the heroes under the headset. You can learn more about our resources and partnerships by heading to theraspydispatcher.com. Now let's get back to the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like I've heard um, my friends say things like, Oh, I'm so glad there's no women in my office. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Right? Oh <laughs> Why? Because then I wouldn't be able to say A, B, and C. And like, well, if you're not if you're not supposed to say that in front of a woman, maybe you shouldn't be saying it at all. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I just I get that all the time, you know, we have 13,000 women in the group now and I still have people men and women saying why is this needed why is this needed women aren't the minority why is this needed mm. and it's I think it's pretty obvious to to people who have been through those types of experiences mm-hmm. and it's because pe- people don't know it's needed because people don't talk about these things yeah it's true Very and true. Women- when we say, when you find your voice, you find your power. That's what I mean. Like when you can speak up and share your story, it, t- it empowers you. It takes away their power, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. When I tell the story of the guy offering me his lap, I'm like, yeah, you suck. You And, and it's, I, I find that all the time. I get messages all the time with those types of things, things that happen that people just aren't aware of. So, I mean, that's part of it, bringing that to light Mm -hmm. and, you know, just looking around, like you said, public safety is predominantly male, but um, dispatch is not, it's 70 some percent female. And I listened to the podcast you did with Jim Marshall Mm -hmm. and he was talking about somebody saying that dispatch is quote women's work Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I like physically like got up out of my (laughs) seat. what does that mean Mm -hmm. women's work like literally women's work is any work that a woman does Mm -hmm. like that's women's work so that's that's what's happening out there and if you think it's not affecting you in some way you are wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) you just don't realize it so, um, you know, I don't, you know, I don't go out there and usually talk quite so blunt about this. <laughs> I do believe there's a way to take steps forward, and it's not by being combative. Yeah, time. it's yeah. About meeting people where they are. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, once we hit a certain number of people in the group, I started doing some more um, speaking at conferences. Mm-hmm. Are like, I hate social media. I'm not going on social media. How do I be a part of this? Mm. So that led to creating a website. Cause like you may not be on social media, but you can use the web mm-hmm. and um, we can share tools that way. And then mm. that led to me wanting to do something more. And that's how that nonprofit idea came to me. And Lord, talk about doing things you don't know. Like I literally Googled how to start a nonprofit. <laughs>
0: facts I'm still googling half the things that I'm doing
1: like I have a book back there on my shelf that's "Nonprofit for dummies <laughs> I still reference it heck yeah and you know, I did I'm not a business major and non- I I thought a nonprofit would be easier than starting a business like that's mm-hmm. literally why I started which is completely backwards but I didn't know well <laughs> oh, the IRS oh. no, but, <laughs> But that's another example is like, I just believe there would be people to help me. And there, mm. there were, there were beautiful, amazing people, men and women, mm-hmm. both who kind of adopted me and helped me in certain ways. And I think that would probably be I, maybe... Um, you may agree or disagree with this, but I think like the number one way to get things done is being resourceful and knowing who to go to with your questions.
0: Yes. And you know, it's funny because that's one of the things that like this past year I've been like, okay, I'm going to start reaching out. I'm going to start connecting with folks. I'm going to do the podcast. I'm going to start creating these connections. And it's amazing how receptive people are to being able to dump whatever they know into your lap and be like, yeah, here, here, take it. Like, Oh, you need someone like Ryan Denman, I'll email Ryan. I'm like, Hey, do you have a connection with this and that and that and this? And two days later I'll get an email introducing Ashley, Ashley, meet so-and-so. Okay. My job's done. And I'm like, Ryan, thank you. Like just so everyone in this space has just been so willing you, Sarah, everyone has been so helpful. and so willing to, Jump on and exchange the things they know, and help me learn I
1: mean you know it's it's been wonderful and it's it's refreshing, you know, yes, because not everyone is that way, and I think that's one of the problems in nine one one as well, you know with the culture and the centers is that people want to hoard information mm-hmm. and they're like, well. It was it was hard for me so i'm not going to make it easy for you it has to be hard for you too isn't that such a wild concept like what what's the old say like oh my parents had to walk uphill in snow
0: it's like hey i live in california you want not walking up in snow but whatever <laughs> i digress and <laughs> you know and like and so you have to and it's just like why why do i one of my big debates i had at my my original agency Um, They were talking about, we had four channels and there was two districts on every channel, basically. Um, They were talking about opening up to like six channels. So each district had their own dispatcher. And so I was so for this idea because in my head, less traffic, less priorities, officer safety, you're more focused on one district rather than double the officer's. And the OG dispatchers were just like, well, if they only work one channel like that, they're not going to know how to operate multiple priorities at a time. And and I'm just like, yeah, because they don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> we're taking that trauma away from them by, you know, spreading out the love. And where I worked, I mean, you were going to get a priority every day. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. one of those things. So why do we have to work harder just to prove that we can earn those stripes. Like, I just don't think it's necessary.
1: <laughs> because we've always done it that way.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a wild concept to me. It's
1: just, it's wild. <laughs> I you like imagine, easier. Like, imagine if our parents were like, we didn't have the internet. So here, here's the encyclopedia. Like no internet for anyone. We didn't have <laughs> it. Right. If You have kids. Imagine,
0: imagine telling your kid to look it up in the encyclopedia. They'd be like, why can't you just Google it? Like,
1: what are we doing right now? <laughs> we had like a phone. I, I was just on um, my first cruise last week and you know you have those little cabins if you've ever been on a cruise and there's like a little phone in there because we have cell service so you can like call my my in-laws are in a different room my four-year-old was like obsessed with this phone like what is, this isn't a phone like what is how do you use this like, just, like no inclination to like pick it up and
0: that's hilarious. That's like one of my academy mates. They were making fun of her when we were going through Academy because they mentioned a Rolodex. And like a Rolodex. And then she she was she was like 20. She hadn't even turned 21 yet. And they were like, do you even know what a Rolodex is? And she was like a Rolodex? I don't know what (laughs) that's it's like, oh man, (laughs) we don't know what a Rolodex is. Okay, let's let's move on. (laughs) We're not even going to talk about
1: about it <laughs> <laughs> I know, right like things change and sometimes it's good I know change being good is not a popular concept in but you know we have to we have to move forward and we have to grow and that's another thing that I like to do with you know when I speak and go to conferences is talk about these new technologies in a way that that dispatchers can understand and like not be so anxious about the changes coming and maybe understand them a little bit more and how it's going to help them. And then, you know, go forth that way because it, you know, it is, it is scary, you know, when you step out to do something new, but when you get informed, it's not mm-hmm. so scary and you can make a better decision.
0: It's true. It's very true. I mean, that's half the battle with folks who are like, who reach out to me for like the critical stuff and they're going through the application process and, the most of feedback a large amount of the feedback that i receive is like you you ease my worries like i i had nothing to worry about you were right it was very simple you know and when and that's not the battle when you go into something not knowing what the hell's going on or what to expect you start worst case scenario like it's just the worst everything's heightened in your mind but if you have been told, like, I mean, you're going to walk into the room, you're going to sit down, you're going to answer these questions, and, you know, there's going to be six people in front of you, and this is how you move through it, you're going to be able to go through that a lot easier than with no knowledge from a blank slate, right?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, that is why mentorship is so, so crucial, especially for women who don't Mm. have a lot of, like, women in leadership to look up to to like kind of mimic and we're not always you know race in a way that you're going to be the leader right mm-hmm. so having people say you can do this and here's how mm-hmm. like step one step two step three yes they're scary but you're not going to die yes <laughs> oh it's so useful and you know I think back to the 9-1 Wonder Woman group I think that's a huge part of it too is people saying to each other oh you got this this is all you have to do yeah And just like demystifying everything. (laughs) And and just
0: the range of things folks come on that page to even ask. I mean, it's just like, and someone always has an answer for it. You know, someone, you realize someone else has also experienced this thing. And you're like, I can't find it on Google. I don't know how to answer this question. No one else understands this. So you throw it in this group. And you're just like, hundreds of people are spitting answers back at you. And you're just like, oh my God, this is... I'm not crazy. This is not something that only I have experienced. There are answers out there. There are ways to navigate through the muck. And uh, you've created this space where folks can help each other do that. It's like 911
1: Google. It is!
0: And the best thing is, it, you can search in there too. If you don't want to ask, you're like I just want someone else has probably asked asked your question. Because sometimes on Google, like if I'm like, oh, it's that one song, and it says the thing like this, and I'll write it like that, just like very like. Loose frame, and it'll answer me. And I'm like, see, someone else has said it in this roundabout way enough that Google's like, oh, we know what you're talking about. It's the same thing in these groups, you know? I could search it, and someone else has asked my question. So I don't even have the myself out there if I'm not ready to
1: yet I can just look at what else someone
0: else has answered
1: or asked <laughs> they're like we got you girl <laughs> exactly. all the time you know, it's <laughs> funny so um obviously because I've never been a dispatcher mm-hmm. um I've never been in a dispatch group before like on social mm-hmm. media and it's so funny like the horror stories that I hear um of some of these groups and things <laughs> that I think I'm very most proud of in terms of social media, is when a new dispatcher or someone who's new to the profession asks for advice,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not one person says run. <laughs> I've never in this group told someone to run or walk away. And that's true, that's, yeah. I think that's a normal response. Some of the other groups of
0: it really is. And it's, it's quite surprising, especially with our staffing. I'll need to right? stop telling these people to run now. <laughs> yes. Yes. We need these people, but it does speak to like, we're talking about in our, the the culture that's happening in our centers. And the fact that a lot of our centers are women ran Um, you know, we are, we hold the positions on the floor. We typically tend to hold the positions in the supervisory roles. Um, depending on how your center set up, you could have captains or lieutenants or things like that who may not be women, but could be women as well. Um, if we are women ran and it's a women, uh, high number of women in the role, why are we creating those environments where we're telling each other to run? Mm Mm-hmm
1: right? Like, what's the root of that? It's how it's always been. Mm -hmm. It's the culture. It's that like paramilitary, like, please fire Mm -hmm. culture, where they try to weed out the weak, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the way most of the people in the centers have learned to lead. Mm. And I do see that changing now. People Mm -hmm. are calling that out, people are using their voice. People are saying, wait, there's another way of doing this. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the staffing shortage has really shown a light on what is the problem? What is going on here? And um, that's unfortunate that it's happening but I do definitely see a shift like in the past five years, a huge shift to wellness and leadership and resiliency, and no one ever talked about that like five years ago, ever. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of people did, you know. <laughs> <tomorrow>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about
1: that, but you know, it just wasn't it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So, mm-hmm. I think changes are being made, and I think it's like the perfect time to take this on. And, and I think um, 9-1 Wonder Woman is a situation where we don't feel alone. We feel like, you know, we have a crew, we have people behind us. We're not standing there alone, you know, fighting whatever battle it may be. And it's not always a gender thing. You know, sometimes it's just like, I feel like I'm not being treated properly. I don't have the resources mm-hmm. I need. I don't have the training I need. Um, all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. They now have people, we all not have people surrounding us that will fight with us. And I think that is just huge because it's hard. It's hard to be one person and feel like you're one person that you can make a difference. But it's, you know, it's this whole concept of ripples and the ripple effect that that you can have by speaking up one time or asking someone if they feel the same way as you or encouraging somebody else. So It's, I think we're starting to see proof in that pudding. So people are starting to buy into it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And, you know, I've been doing
0: this for about five years. And I would say that my introduction into public safety, they did a really good job. My department did a really good job at emphasizing, you know, the peer support, the mental health, the how do we cope with these things? How do we support one another? How does that look like? And I, and I do agree that. It's probably been something that's new in the last five years that I've been working because I have these conversations with folks in the centers and who have been doing this a long time and they do echo that type of um, old way of thinking, you know, like that wasn't that call wasn't that bad or, you know, like, I don't know why. Um, you know officer Jim upset you with what he said like you know he's just joking around and you know things like that you know are still happening but I do agree that there is a strong shift I think in public safety in general uh, where we're just in this really uh, really new space where we're really having to be transparent and reflective of what what we have been doing and what needs to happen to improve public safety for the future right
1: yes yes it's very encouraging i mean who knows what will be here now in like the next five years Mm -hmm. but the things we do now is going to are going to influence that Mm -hmm. right so the ripples we make now will have the effects five years from now and even though Mm -hmm. it's hard and we're really feeling the pinch now especially with the shortages and the overtime and you know a lot of places They're not making the money that they should be making and the reclassification efforts across the country. And it feels like we're always fighting. We're always fighting. But if we don't, nothing's going to happen. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, for me, that's what our nonprofit is trying to do is to support those efforts and support the people who feel like they're always battling, always battling give them a platform, you know, amplify their voice, help them find their voice and um, support them in any way that we can, you know, providing the training that um, perhaps agencies can't afford. And when agencies are understaffed, you can't send people to training. So this year we're doing um, traveling, we're traveling and we're taking Mm -hmm. the training to centers and providing it, um, yeah, whatever, you know, either free or low cost or whatever we can do, just little by little, um, to make that difference and to influence others, others to do the same. You know, there's been a couple other nonprofits that have popped up in the past couple of years for 911. And I'm just like, yes, <laughs> let's do this. Because you know how many nonprofits do like police and fire and EMS have that are providing services like mm-hmm. you couldn't count them, right? And mm-hmm. I know there's there's been a couple in 911 and now there's there's more and more and I think, you know, if I can support them as well. Um because when I first got started the folks from Denise Amberley Foundation were huge in just helping me understand what I was taking on and, mm-hmm. and helping me. So, you know, I want to pay that forward as well and, you know, just get people who can help to to help. And, you know, we all need, we all need that sometimes. Yeah. And I think,
0: um, it, it has been fun, <clears throat> excuse me, watching social media and Facebook and like all of these people, like creating their own, um, you know, the Raspberry dispatcher help for the headset, you know, like all these like folks who are looking out into the world and going, huh, like I want to contribute. Like this is my thing that I find joy in and I want to bestow it on somebody else. And it's, it's amazing like watching all of these different folks pop up in the world and start trying to pour into
1: 911 dispatchers. Right. Yes. Yes. It is such a passion filled profession Mm -hmm. and I think before we were kind of stuck like okay maybe I have a passion for this but I don't know how to to go forth and pursue it Mm -hmm. or you know that's stupid and silly and I'm just going to ignore it because nobody cares Mm -hmm. nobody cares right I think we do that a lot like I want to do this nobody cares so I think you know we're showing that people do care and you can Mm -hmm. you have something to offer I always say, like, what is the thing that makes you really mad? <laughs> what is the thing that you like cannot stand? Well, don't ask my fiance
0: that; she might give an answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when my partner chews really loud, right? right. <laughs> nonprofit against loud chewers. Start a nonprofit
0: for non chew Facebook page. I think that would probably blow up, though. Let's be honest. Let's- <laughs> I think I think we're on to something here. <laughs> See how that works. Partners of Loud Tours. Yeah, PLC, yeah. First. Slow clap, everybody.
1: I think we're we got a winner here. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 true. You know, mm-hmm. you you have the heart, and you have you know you have the dedication. You can you can make a difference. And I know a lot of like certifications now, like RPL, you you have to do a service project. And I love that. Like that's brilliant, you know, and that's getting people thinking and filling gaps and all of that stuff.
0: Yeah. And you know, the, the reality is like, once you do it the first time, right. Like, um, once you create the thing, whatever the thing is, it's just doing it over and over again, right? You did the hard part, you know. Oh if you're God. putting if you're putting together an expo, if you if you're starting a nonprofit, like now you know how to do it. If you wanted to go start the nonprofit for Partners of Loud Tours, like you already have the book, like you're there, you know <laughs> exactly. It's already the roadmap has already been done. To so like it's it's. It's awesome to, to create something because you can just do it over and over again on a yearly basis, like
1: the 5k run you got going on. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean I that you're you're so right. Um so we're in year three. This is our third year. So mm-hmm. um December of 2020 is when we officially became a 501c3 mm-hmm. nonprofit. So year one was how do we get money? <laughs> <laughs> year 2 was what programming are we going to offer? Mm-hmm. And now year 3 is like we have funding, we have mm-hmm. programs and it's about execution. So mm-hmm. I didn't know any of that when I started. I just like with throwing everything at the wall and <laughs> so you know like yeah everyone has ideas right and these mm-hmm. ideas, they're brilliant ideas and they're so needed i want to do all the ideas all your ideas executing those ideas is freaking hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very time consuming it takes a lot of resources so um back to the 5k what can we do that isn't so freaking hard <laughs> It's like my motto right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so year one it was still covidy out there mm-hmm. i think that's a word covidy i like it i think if it's not it is now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was still super covidy in in 2021 so um mm-hmm. i got this idea from like i saw a, a wonder woman virtual 5k that like not Marvel, is it Marvel? D- I always get yelled at. DC, whatever. You no, know, I
0: won't be yelling at you because I don't know the difference. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't at me. There don't fans know. out there who are yelling at us, <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> whatever universe Wonder Woman lives in, um, they were they were having one of these, and um, some people in the Facebook group were like, "Let's do this." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that's cool," and then I was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> let's do our own." Yeah. So um a woman named Tracy, uh, gosh, Tracy, I'm so sorry, I forget your last name. I'm terrible. Um yeah. <laughs> was like, hey, yeah, you can totally do this. And here's how. So um again, not knowing what I was doing, I was like, okay, we need t-shirts, yeah, race bibs, and we need a way to register. So we use Eventbrite. Yeah. And um, so basically a virtual 5K is exactly what it sounds like. You register and we make uh, four days is like race weekend because dispatching and shift work, right? We can't make it one day because everyone will, their heads will explode. Exactly. <laughs> I, <learned.
0: laughs> I work that day. You imagine <laughs> trying to get time off for a virtual 5K. They're <laughs> okay. like, sit your ass down to back at your seat. Put your headset on. Just walk around the comm
1: center. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's one of the things I learned like super early on in the Facebook group is like, don't say have a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Because it's not everyone's weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like not- I'd be like, happy Friday. Well, it's my Friday. I'm
0: sorry. Whatever day of the week it is for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. Anyway>.
1: um, <laughs> um, four days. So this year it is the four days leading up to national public safety telecommunicators week. So <laughs> April 6th, 7th, 8th and 9th, which is Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. So the premise is over these four days, you can walk, run, roll crawl burpee whatever it is (laughs) um three point or what is it um 5k 3.2 miles so Mm -hmm. you can do it all in one day you can split it up over the four days you could do it around your center like with your watch you can do it on your desk treadmill or your desk bike during your shift Mm -hmm. whatever it is the idea is just to to move because it's so good for you mentally physically Mm -hmm. Uh, We develop a sense of community because we're all doing this together all around the world. Now we have people Mm -hmm. all over different countries who register. Mm -hmm. We're doing this together. Um, We have really cool swag. You know, we have um, six different options for T-shirts, three colors, short sleeve and long sleeve. Mm -hmm. We have race bibs. We have um, a couch to 5K program that's going to start next week. It's an eight week couch to 5k to take you all the awesome. way, which is going to be so it's, cool. People don't know what to do, you know, yeah. if you've it before. And um, the first year we had over 800 people that registered and did this together. And basically during great, um, I call it race weekend. It's not really a race, but run weekend, <laughs> you just take selfies in your shirt and we post them on social media and it kind of floods social media with this awesome message of like we are 911 and we're doing this for ourselves, for people in our center, for you know, all proceeds benefit our nonprofit that then you know get poured back into the community. So it's just like a win 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 win. <laughs> it's super easy. You know, you just register and then we um send you the race packet and you get it and you just you get up and you and you go and um, people have been doing meetups in different cities last year, and people have been getting their whole center to register um, partners. So um, last year, Rapid SOS had all of their folks in their company register and do it. Um, same mm-hmm. with MCP. Same with Hexagon, they you know had their employees actually do a, another fundraiser for the race. So it's just something that I didn't know people would. Want to do it or not, and it's Mm -hmm. grown and it's become this really cool thing. So, we're in year three now. Um, Registration is open. If you register, I'm not sure when this will air. If you register by March 6th, you're guaranteed Mm -hmm. to get all of your swag before the race. Okay. But we have to cut it off there and order the shirts in order to have them. So, then, um, but if you register after, you're guaranteed to get all of your swag, it'll just come a little bit later. Awesome. Uh,
0: yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip this up a little bit <clears throat> and post a clip of it anyway. So even if it's, it'll be out there before, before it airs, so we can get some more folks registered because I'm registered. Um, I will be participating this year. So I'm super excited. One of my, you know, New Year's goals um, is to be more healthy in in the Calm center and in my personal life. So when I saw the Virtual K was coming back around. I was like, oh, I should definitely jump on this train and join in on this so I can. Hey, because you know me, I love a good shirt and swag and stickers and all that. (laughs) So I was like, I got to get one of these shirts um, and participate because it is true. I mean, like five years in, in a comm center in this field in this sitting in the chairs. And I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, it's, you can't walk away from the computer You you know, the, your schedule's all funky because of shift work. And it's just a way to create a supportive community that is encouraging folks to get moving again. Um, and it doesn't mean you got to go run a mile at six minutes. And, you know, it's like, you just, like you said, walk, crawl, you burpee, I'm not doing a burpee. I hate burpees. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I, As a former athlete, I think we should ban burpees. Oh they are God. the worst thing in the world, in my opinion. <laughs> I had a coach, uh, uh, my JV coach in high school. His name was Harper, and his, a, his nickname was Harp Style, and he would call them Harpies instead of Burpees. <laughs> so that was his favorite. Hated them. Hated them. So oh, yeah. I will not
1: get pay me to do a burpee it's bad it's bad um i feel you i was a gymnast and like we would have to do them like all the way around the gym like (laughs) yeah it's it's bad some people like them yeah i know know.
0: and i i I want you guys to know i'm judging you if you come up to me like i listen to you i like burpees i'm i'm creating a group to talk about the people who like burpees because (laughs) burpee lovers burpee lovers yeah, terrible
1: <laughs> like, that's the thing it's people think that like fitness is like I have to go do 100 burpees and run and go to the gym every day and it's so not true like you get the benefits of being active after 10 minutes so I just like to tell people like go walk for five minutes if you don't feel it like come back but yeah. odds are you're gonna be like oh this feels kind of
0: good yeah and it's true because like I I've told people before it's like I used to play basketball in college we used to work out like four times a day like just wild workouts and like in my mind as I'm getting older and I'm not like my job is not to play basketball and go to school anymore like I have other things happening in Mm -hmm. my world um but my mindset never shifted in, in regards to like what it looks like to be working out or be athletic or um so when i couldn't do the 100 burpees or i couldn't or i wasn't doing the you know 10 workouts a day like it felt like i was not being um active, which isn't true, you know, Mm -hmm. so now in my head, and I'm learning to reprogram that part of my, my mental is like, as long as I'm showing up for that hour, whatever that hour looks like, right, is I I go to the gym now before work, and I run a mile. And when I mean run, I mean, it. sometimes it's a jog. Sometimes it's a walk, sometimes, you know, some days I'm like, yeah, I'm getting it. You know, then some days I'm like, oh, I'm not getting it today. You know? But I still hit the mile, like regardless whether it takes me 10 minutes or 20, I still get that mile and, and I do a lift and that's it. That's my, that's my level that I'm comfortable with now. And for someone else that just might be walking for their 15 minutes on their break or whatever and that is awesome if that is the thing for you even if it's a burpee you know we just want you folks to do the thing like whatever the thing is for you it does not have to be extensive I promise as a recovering athlete you do not have to do all the all the nonsense you can just do the thing that that you feel is making
1: you be somewhat active it's a it's life-changing really it is it is you're right it's that mind that mind shift Mm -hmm. be be kind to yourself find (laughs) something that you enjoy doing Mm -hmm. there's something out there that you don't hate at least that you don't hate that you don't dread there's something out there that you won't dread doing true I did (laughs) (laughs) I did have a trainer and
0: she she was a runner you know she'd get out there and she'd run like five miles on a lunch break and I'm like honey you got me for like two, which is means one out. And I have to do the second one because I got to come back. You know, like that's, it's not, I don't want to do two out, two back. It's like one, come home. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> all you got before. <laughs> like, he's like, I'll run to this mountain march and I'm going to keep going. Like, all right, I'll be, I'll be stretching back there. You take <laughs> your time. I'll be back there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh my God. So so funny. So um what are the ways for the folks who aren't familiar with your Facebook group, your Instagram, like what are the ways that they can connect with 911 Wonder Woman
1: and find out all the awesome
0: stuff that you guys got going on?
1: Yes. Yes. So um we have a private Facebook group, and that is for women in public safety only that you have to like, you have to Asked to join. And then it just asks you like three questions that are really easy and simple. Just answer them, please. Cause it's just, it makes everything easier for us. Um, <laughs> so we have the private group and then we have a public page on Facebook, which just is giving news about the nonprofit is celebrating people. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you, people ask for information and we, and we share it there. Uh, we also have a LinkedIn, which is, Usually, just all nonprofit, like business and events that we have going, and trainings and speaking engagements that we do. And then we're on Instagram. So, as you know, my Instagram is a little more personal. Like I share more of my personal life on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Which, if you're not into it, just don't follow me.
0: Um, (laughs) Look, speaking of, we got to have some some spaces for for us (laughs) as well. So, I'm all for it.
1: So they're all at 91 one wonder Women. Um, you can find us on all the things. Our website is 91 one wonderwomencom And then um, we do a monthly panel discussion. We call mm-hmm. them Empower Panels. And they're available for registration, like you'll find. We'll post them. They'll be re- You can register for them on Crowdcast. But once we do them, we post them on our YouTube channel, we can go and watch all of these panels, and also just recently we had. Um, I have a brilliant marketing committee who um, took the videos on YouTube and converted them into podcast format, which I know nothing about. So right. now there's a Empower Panel podcast out there on awesome. some of the things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we love a good podcast here at Let's Talk Dismatch, awesome. so that's amazing. Yeah, they're really cool. Um the whole idea behind that is bringing again talking about a topic that we don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. Um we've done setting boundaries, we've done um look now I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Finding joy, um having chronic illness, chronic pain while dispatching um lots of lots of stuff this, next month we're going to talk about um certifications and and why you get them so anyway we bring women together from all different parts of the country um we have diversity of perspective different parts of their career and we just kind of chat awesome. so there's something for everyone on there
0: yeah for sure and, and i'll include all the the links and the information um for folks in the information section of this um episode on all of our channels. So you can just click it, head over, connect with Sarah and I'm in Wonder Woman and see how, um, where you, where you want to be in that community, you know, how you want to participate. Um, Cause it, it is, it is really fun watching and, you know, learning from all the things that you got going on and the things you're putting out there and um, the virtual the virtual ways we can connect as dispatchers is empowering um, and we can just learn so much from each other. It's just awesome that we're creating these spaces and you're, I would say you're a leader in that creation.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. And I just love your saying the world needs more dispatchers. Mm -hmm. I think like that's a concept that is empowering to the folks that are Dispatchers, because mm-hmm. um, it's something you should be proud of. You know, we should throw that phrase away. Oh, I'm just a dispatcher. I hate that, and I haven't been hearing it as much lately, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but also, you know, that attitude. I think you know, as we're recruiting and as we're not eating our young, um, <laughs> you know, I think that is something that should be like on every nine one one center. Like I like your stickers are amazing. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a concept that we all need to embrace and and keep in mind as we go forth.
0: Thank you. No, it's, it's so, so true. I mean, one of the big hurdles that I had coming into this line of work is I got my degrees in administration of justice is just the lack of conversation surrounding the dispatch centers and the importance of dispatch. And then I get into dispatch and I'm like, why do we have no staff? So no one's talking about it. No one even realizes there's jobs out there to apply for, you know, and so it's just wonderful getting into these spaces and creating, you know, the RAS Dispatcher and Let's Talk Dispatch and meeting 9 Wonder Woman and seeing all the things that you're creating and um, had even uh, within the trenches and all these spaces where people are just doing wonderful things and really empowering dispatchers. And like, I, I interviewed with someone, they're like, historically dispatch is not considered sexy i'm like yes we are you know like we're in this we're in this place where there's you know the firefighters have the fire trucks and you know the police have the cars and dispatch isn't historically considered that i'm like you're right we need to change that we need the, swag. We need the things you know so yes. i definitely think we're getting there we're getting to a point where, where we're being seen more than we have been in the past yes <laughs> All right. So as we close it up now, I know that you have not been a dispatcher, um, but I would say that you've talked to, experienced, and been around enough dispatches that you can still provide some feedback to this question, which is, what advice would you give someone considering a career in dispatch?
1: <laughs> Where do I start? Uh-huh. Um, so I think... There, oh, there's so much. There's so much. But um, right now, what I'm feeling is, um, bring yourself. Like, do not abandon yourself. Like, it is a, it is a very challenging job. It's very stressful. Um, there's going to be a lot of training. But you yourself, as a person, bring your experience, your light, your energy, your ideas. And we need that in 911. We, we don't need you to conform to the attitudes that you see. Um, be, be yourself. Stay strong. Stay inspired. Don't let, don't let the job beat that out of you. Awesome. Sarah,
0: again, thank you so much for being willing to jump on and meet with me and share your story Uh, because I didn't know it. I just made a lot of assumptions following you on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. So um, I'm really happy that I got to hear the backstory and, um, you know, Wendy being such a big part of creating this with you. um, It's it's really I'm really grateful for that. So thank you. Thank you so much. It was so great talking to you. (laughs) Awesome. I'll be right back with you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Let's Talk Dispatch. Um, 911, their woman, an amazing resource. Again, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, a podcast, their website, it's all going to be included in the information section of this episode. So definitely make sure to reach out and connect uh, with Sarah and more importantly, all the folks that she has brought together um, to support each other. Um, Until next time, everybody, like, subscribe, tell a friend, stay raspy. Thanks for joining us here on Let's Talk Dispatch. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review. Consider joining our Patreon for exclusive content, early access to episodes, and discounts on merch at theraspydispatcher.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. All of these things help support the creation of more content because the world needs more dispatchers. Thank you all again for the love and continued support. And until next time, stay raspy.